0: this was brought to you by the storyteller on youtube and facebook this is a very old tale and was told to me many years ago by my mother's brother duncan he was a great storyteller old duncan townsley he belonged to argyle jack and the silver keys it was in a wee rundown farm in the country that jack stayed with his mother it was a good farm at one time but it went to wreck and ruin through the neglect of jack's father and jack was reared up by his mother and he and her ran the wee bit farm between them but they ran it mostly down to the ground and things went from bad to worse they had an old horse and an old cow and a couple of pigs they were forced to sell them and things got very bad jack said to his mother one day If things dinner pick up a bit I doubt I'll have to go, and look for a job. Son, she said, it's no a job you're needing, you need to do some work about the place. It wouldn't be in this state if you'd spend more time on it. It's a farm. If you would work harder, and plow some of the ground, and do some work about it you could make it pay. But anyway, Jack made up his mind he was going to do a little work on the farm. Looking at a field beside his house that had never been plowed for years he told his mother, Mother, probably the best thing I can do is get a loan of a pair of horses, and a plow, and plow that field, so a puckle corn or something into it. So, he got up in the morning, had his wee bit o' breakfast, and he went to the neighboring farm. He asked for a loan of a pair o' horses, and a plow. The man was amazed when Jack asked him. He said, what are you going to do with it? Well, Jack said, it came to my mind that me and my mother canna survive much longer if we dinner get something done. Our wee bit o' place is getting run down. And the farmer said, that's a good farm. I'll lend you a pair o' horses, and a plow if you want to plow that bit ground. Mind, Jack, there are a lot o' stands into it, it hasn't been plowed since your father plowed it years before. In fact, it was once a more, it'll no matter, Jack said. I'll be as careful as I can with your plough. So, Jack got a loan over the plough and a pair o' horses from the farmer. He took them over, and next morning after breakfast time he went out and he started. He's ploughing up and down, ploughing up and down, and ploughing up and down. And the gulls were full lowing behind him, picking the worms up. And he turned some turf with his plough. He wasn't pleased be, because this part of the furrow wasn't laid down. He went back and tried to push it down with his foot. And he looked in the furrow. He sees this thing sticking up. He says, God bless us, what's that? And he bent down, picked it up. It was three large keys on a ring. Jack says to himself, in the name of God, how did that get there for three large keys? Every key was nearly a foot long. Jack looked at them. God bless us, he said, they are no made of iron, iron do get that color they're no rusty but he hung them on the shaft of the plow he plowed away till about evening and he stopped he came in loosed his horse out and had his wee bit supper he cracked to his mother oh mother i've a funny thing he said to tell ye when i was plowing today that field you told me was never plowed for years i picked up the queerest thing you've ever seen she says what was it jack he says mother three big keys onto a ring no she said he said, I, mother, three big keys. Jack, Jack, she says, you dinna ken what you found. Ha, mother, he says, I ken what I found, I found three keys. I, she says, Jack, you found three keys. But you were only a laddie when these keys were lost. You dinna ken the story behind these keys. These keys are made o silver. Sit down there and I'll tell ye, these keys were the cause of your father's death and the cause of oh, this farm getting run down till there's nothing hardly left. It's no worth nothing. Many, many years ago, to be exact, 15 years ago, when you were a bit overbearing here, this was a thriving farm. Your father was a good man, and a good worker, and we had everything we wanted. But the king came to visit in the country. In these times there used to be a lot of hunting. There were a lot of wild boars about here. On his rounds, when he stayed near here with the Lord O of the district, they went for a boar hunt, and across that we field belonging to your father the king lost those three silver keys, and the king was never kept to be without these keys, wherever he went these keys hung to his belt, and they went a everybody searched high and low. He promised the body that would find the three keys, he'd give them the greatest reward that ever they could ask for. There were hundreds and thousands that searched for them keys, and they could never get them. And the king stayed here for nearly a month searching, there were thousands of folk searching. This place was polluted with folk hunting for them keys. It drove your father beyond endurance. Your father gave up his work, let the farm run in ruin, and he spent the entire days of his life searching. Because the king said he'd make any man the richest in the country if they could get him them keys. What they meant to the king nobody knows, but his entire life depended on them. And your father searched night and day. He never did a hand's turn, but out every day searching for these keys. And one night in a night of fog he went amissing. He never came home, and they found his body lying drowned in a ditch. That's what happened to your father. Now, Jack, you've got the king's keys. It's exactly 15 years ago since these keys were lost. What are you going to do with them? Well, mother, he said, what can I do with them? Well, she said, I hope they bring you better luck as they brought your father. The best thing you could do with them, Jack, is take them back to the king. Take them in, polish them, clean them up. They'll no be hard to clean and take them back. I suppose the king will be an older man now, but I think he's still the same king, still alive. And it's a long distance from here, mind ye, to where the king stays in the capital city. But anybody'll tell ye the road, and ye canna go wrong. I'm telling ye for your ain good. Keep them hidden, and dinner tell nobody ye have them but the king. Well, mother, he said, they're no my property. And I'm no worried about the reward. Oh, Jack, she said, you'll be highly rewarded if you can get to the king with them. But if you ever breathe a word about the keys, you'll never see the king alive, because you'll be robbed and murdered, and they'll be taken from you. Forget about everything, Jack. Never mind, I'll get the laddie from the neighboring farm to finish that wee bit plowing and sow a wee puckle corn to keep the wee cow going. But the best thing you can do is tomorrow morning pack up your wee bit o gear, take a wee bit with ye and set sail. Get them keys back to the king. I suppose you'll get the reward. And I'm telling you, it'll be no wee reward at that. But will you do me one favor? Well, mother, he said, you're my mother, what would you want me to do? That was the cause, oh your father's ruin, she says, and I would like to ken what they are for, and what do they open. Well, mother, if I can find out what the keys are for, and what they open, and if I'm able to get back, I'll try my best and find out for ye. Okay then, she said, that's a promise. So, the next morning, true to his word Jack got up early, had his wee bit breakfast, made a wee parcel o' meat to himself, whatever he had about the house, put the best bits o' clothes he had on him, and said goodbye to his mother. He set sail on the road, and he walked, he walked and walked. He asked folk this, and he asked folk that, but he kept the keys hidden in the lining of his jacket. He wouldn't show them to a soul. But he must have been on the road for three or four weeks, and his clothes began to get tattered and torn. He got kind o' rough, he never shaved, barely took time to wash his face his boots began to get worn down but he finally made his way to the capital city where the king's palace was now he didn't go straight away forward up to the palace demanding an interview with the king he wandered about the town two or three times asking this and asking that finding all he could find out but finally he found out that the king was home and his queen was home and jack made his way to the king's palace The first body he met at the palace was a guard. And the guard stopped him, where do you think you're going? Where do you think you're going to? Well, Jack says, I want to see the king. So the guard looked at him. You he said, want to see the king? What do you want to see the king for? I've got a wee message for him, Jack said. I want to speak to him. He says, you tell me and I'll tell the king. No, says Jack, I'm no telling you what I've got to tell the king and it rose a heated argument with them. But just by good luck on Jack, who came walking up behind the guard's back, but the king himself, an aged man, about 60 years of age. What's going on here, he said, guard. Your majesty, it's this rough-looking character of a man here who wants an interview with you, the king. Well, the king looked at Jack. He seems a fine specimen over man to me, suppose he's a bit rough. He's probably a traveler on the road, is one of my subjects i suppose the king said where do you come from young man to tell the truth jack said our majesty and he bowed to the king i came a long way from here jack told him he came from such and such a place and i came to see you in fact i brought a present for ye. well said the king and the king smiled he brought a present for me this is very good oh you come with me the guard wasn't very well pleased As Jack walked past the guard he looked daggers at Jack, you know, Jack with his rough coat. The king walked into his chamber with Jack, and he told Jack to sit down. The king sat down. Well, my young man, he said, would you care for a drink? To tell you the truth, Jack said, our majesty, drink is a thing I could never afford. I've never had very much time for it. Anyway, he said, you'll have a glass of wine with me before you tell me your story. And the king was very pleasant so he called for two beautiful glasses of wine and he and jack drank the wine together now he said young man what have you got for me what have you come to see me about jack rammed his hand down into his coat in below his oxter from a big long pocket he pulled out the three keys he held them in front of the king and the king looked the king's eyes came out in his head and the king started to shake the excitement got the better of him for a minute he couldn't speak Young man, he said, do you know what you've got there? To tell you the truth, our majesty, he said, to me there are three keys. He said, where did you get these keys? Well, he said, you, when I was only an infant, were hunting a boar across my father's land, a wee farm. I remember it well, said the king. He said, you came for a visit to your country to see some O your landowners. I believe you lost these keys. And he told the king his name was Jack. Well, Jack, you don't know what you've done for me. Jack said, I never did anything for you, our majesty. They're your property, and my mother advised me. By the way, how is your mother? The king said. I remember a long time ago stopping by her little farm to water the horses, and she was a pleasant woman. Jack said, My father died searching for your keys. Oh, bad luck, said the king, very bad. He searched jack said his entire life for to get your keys one night in a fog and mist he was lost he ended up drowned in a ditch oh i'm very sad says the king very sad to hear about that and you my young man how did you come by these keys jack says me and my mother had a wee bit argument about the farm getting run down but i didn't know anything about the keys she never told me Probably if she had have told me about the keys, I would have ended up the same, as my father searching for them. Ha, the king smiled, you'll probably be after the reward too. Well, said Jack, it would come in handy. Oh, but, he said, don't worry, my young man, you'll be highly rewarded. But, our majesty, will you do one thing for me? Will you tell me what these keys are for? Well, Jack, I'll tell ye. I'll tell ye part, over the story. But I can only tell you the first half, I cannot tell you the second. I had a great friend here belonging to me many, many years ago that lived in the court with me. He was a wise old man. He was a court magician. And he and I used to be the greatest old friends. But he had to go away back to his own land, he never mentioned where. And before he left he gave me three silver keys. And these three keys opened three gates to a special garden. I used to go and visit that garden whenever I felt the mood taking me. And I lost the keys. Thereafter I could never enter through the gates of that garden. Well, our majesty, Jack said, I'm very happy you can go back to your garden. Jack, you've no idea what you've done for me. Evie made me a new man. Oh, he said, I did. I want you to be highly rewarded. You can have the whole privilege over the palace. You can have everything you want but you must make me a promise that you shall not leave for 20 days, till I come back. I'm going on a visit, but I want you to have everything that you require under the sun. Don't spare anything. And he called for the head cook, and he called for the head footman. He called for the head o the guards, and he warned them all, and called for the queen, and told them, Jack must have the run o the palace, see that he wants for nothing. But, he says to Jack, have another drink. So, he and Jack sat, and they had another drink. They cracked away about good things. He was a very pleasant man, the king. Now, Jack, he says, a footman will show you to your room. And I want you to stay there. Make me a promise that you'll not leave the palace or the district for 20 days till I come home. So, the king bade goodbye to Jack, and he said, I'll no be seeing ye in the morning, but remember, I'll see ye as soon as I come back. So, Jack went down to the dining hall, and he had a good time to himself. He had plenty to eat, plenty to drink. He had a nice clean-up, a right bath, and a nice change of clothes. He really enjoyed himself. And the footman showed him to a lovely bed. He lay down on this beautiful silken bed, and relaxed. But he hadn't been in bed for more than an hour when he heard a knock on the door. Jack got up, who's there, he said. Oh, it's me the queen. I want to talk to you, she said very sternly. Jack opened the door, came out, bowed to her majesty. Your majesty, what can I do for you? It's no what you can do for me, she said, it's what I'm going to do for you. Your majesty, he said, I have everything I need. Oh, she said, you've everything you need, have you? Well, you're going to get more than you need, and she came in, shut the door behind her. She said, you know what you've done. Well, Jack said, I've done nothing. I've nothing to be ashamed of. Jack thought maybe he had talked rough to some o of the lasses when he had a wee drink with some o of the maids in the palace or something. And he tried to think back in his mind what he had done as a mistake. But he couldn't think on anything he had done, what he had done to annoy the queen. But he wrapped his brains and wrapped his mind, I must have done something, he said to himself, to annoy the queen. But the queen was standing, she's terrible wicked and wild. There was no reasoning with her. And he went down on his knees, your majesty, he said to the queen, what have I done that makes you so upset? You, she said. I was happy and happy married to the king. You have come and destroyed my life. Oh, Jack said, your majesty, I never destroyed your life. I never did any harm. All I did is come here and give the king back his keys. That's what you've done, destroyed my life by giving the king back his keys. Well, I didn't know about this. But there was no reasoning with the queen the more she talked the angrier she got so jack begged upon her to tell him what was the reason behind the keys within her anger she says one night when the king was drunk he told me the story jack began to cock up his lugs he wanted to find out she said his good friend the wizard before he left built a secret garden in the mountains in the middle of the mountains and guarded it by three gates so that nothing in the world could ever enter unless they were to be opened by the three silver keys and in that garden is a fountain that fountain is the fountain of youth whoever spends a day there in that fountain loses a year of their life and for every day that he spends he gets younger by a year so now she said i was happy with the king growing old with the king what's going to happen to me now when the king comes back a young man and me an old woman what will he do he'll cast me aside like a bit o' oh, stick and take some young woman for his queen you are the cause oh that and she got angrier and angrier she called for the guards arrest that man he insulted me immediately the guards came and jack was arrested thrown in the dungeons he was taken before the court the next morning and the penalty for insulting the queen was death Jack was to be hanged, hung by the neck until he was dead for insulting the queen. There was no escape for him. And he lay in a wee puckle straw, the rats running over the top owe him days out and days in, fed on as little as possible, and barely a drink o' water. Till Jack says to himself, I wish to god I had never seen the silver keys. But anyway, the days passed by and Jack lost count of time. He barely knew day from night from a wee bit light shining through a slit in the wall in the dungeon. His beard grew long and his coat got tattered, and worse he got. Till one day the door was flung open, and in marched three guards. They pulled Jack to his feet. Come on, get on your feet, you insulter of the royalty. Today you're going to be hung. So, Jack was marched out by the courtroom to the square. A scaffold was built in the square, and all are to see him hung. They were shouting and flinging stones at him as he was pulled by the guards. The guards were trying at the same time to hold the people back, that anybody, a stranger, would come into their district and insult her majesty the queen. It was a great disgrace. It could never be lived down. But Jack was stood up, marched up the 13 steps to the scaffold, and the rope put round his neck. He was to be hung. The hangman says, your last request before you get hung. Jack said, I've no request to make. But if this is the way that you treat a poor innocent man, he said, who came into your country with a present and greetings for the king, and I never insulted the queen. But he pleaded and probed with the man, but it was no use with the hangman. He was just ready to pull the trap to let Jack hang, when down through the crowd oh folk came this horse a man. And a voice rang up, the king, the king, make way for the king. And this man rode up. He came right beside the scaffold, jumped off his horse, ran up the 13 steps, and took his sword, cut the rope around Jack's neck, and led him down the steps. And Jack looked. He looked again. Thank God, he says, somebody's saved me. Jack, Jack, he said, what happened to ye? And Jack looked, the voice was familiar, but Jack didn't know who the man was. And he was dressed like no body Jack had ever seen dressed before in his life. He says, Jack, do you know Me? no says jack i dinner can you and the people all went down on their knees back go back he said to them make way for the king he says jack come with me i want to speak to ye jack was glad to be saved he said to himself i'm no caring who he is but definitely he saved my life he's a king to me jack was mesmerized he didn't know who this was but this young man lifted him rode him up through the crowd oh folk The folk left an opening, and let them pass by. The man took him right up, up to the palace, to the king's palace. In they went into the great chambers. And the man called for two glasses of wine. He handed one to Jack. Jack was that shaken with fright he could hardly drink it. Calm yourself, Jack, he said, you're safe now. Nothing's going to bother you. You're home, and I'm home. Jack was still amazed. He didn't know what was wrong. This young man, well, in his 40s, never the same man that Jack didn't know who he was He says, Jack, do you know Me? I'm your king Ha, said Jack, well, you're no the same king that left here before I went into that dungeon I, he said, Jack, I'm the same king Oh, I said Jack Well, will you do me one thing? Will you tell me about it? I'm lost and I'm in a terrible state, I was near hung I was charged, I know what you're charged with, said the king. That's why I rescued you. But don't fear, don't fret. Don't worry. Everything is going to be alright. But sit down and calm yourself. Take a good glass, oh wine, and we'll talk it over. You tell me your story first, Jack, the truth. And I'll tell you mine. Well, Jack says, after I bad goodnight to you, I enjoyed myself, and I went to the ballroom i had a few drinks and i had a good feast i had a good wash and good cleanup and i went to bed and the queen came in and she accused me of coming here with a present for you the keys she told me the story that you would ride to the garden oh youth and stay there for 20 days and come back 20 year younger and then you would have no more time for her i tried to reason with her but was no use And she said I insulted her, called the guards, and I was arrested and thrown in the dungeons. And I must have lay in the dungeons for 20 days. Oh, he said, you look in a terrible state, but never mind, Jack. For the 20 days you spent in the dungeon, she'll spend the same. He said, send for the queen immediately. And the queen was sent for. The queen came in. He told the queen, sit down there. You know what you've done. Now own up. What did Jack do to you? She says, she couldn't tell a lie to the king. Now, he said, don't tell me any lies. I don't want to hear any lies. I want the truth. I knew, she said, that Jack brought back the keys to you, and you would go. And she started to greet. You would go to the garden, oh youth, and you would come back a young man. You would have no more time for me. You would probably take a young queen, and I'd be cast aside. I accused him, he was the cause of oh it. I was happy as I was. And he said, you, for that, would get a young man hung while I was gone in my absence. Woman, you ought to be ashamed, oh yourself. You, my queen that spent your entire life with me, think that I would do a thing like that on you. My full intentions, after I had had my spell in the garden, o oh youth, was to send you to the garden, o oh youth for your spell. You're still my queen, and you're still my wife. I love you. But if you think that anybody else could take your place with me then you're not fit to be my queen i'm not going to forgive you you are going to the dungeons for the same length o time that jack spent in the dungeons for 20 days and by that time you'd better think over it you're going to suffer the way that poor jack suffered the man that gave me eternal life he says to the guards take her away away go the guards with the queen she's put in the dungeons The king ordered for Jack to get everything he required under the sun, and he and Jack sat down, and had a good drink. He said, Jack, I must apologize for the queen. And Jack says, well, I was nearly hung, and it's an awful thing to be nearly hung. Oh, said the king, it's a bad thing to experience. I believe it. But let her suffer, she'll be alright no said jack no my poor old mother is back home and she'll be worried about me i couldn't go back to my mother and tell her that the queen spent 20 days in a dungeon even suppose i'm a man and i could take it but no our queen couldn't spend 20 days in a dungeon he said jack is that the truth are you ready to forgive the queen for nearly getting you your death jack said i and the king rose he clapped jack on the back Jack, he said, look, you're a better man than me. He sent his guards. I'll tell you something, he said, she's going to apologize to you when she comes back. So, they sent for the queen, and the queen was brought out in front of the king, and in front of Jack. And the king turned round. He said to the queen, he smiled and laughed, you, as the queen, my queen, sent this young man nearly to his death. And now he's going to pardon you. I was going to put you for 20 days to the dungeon but he wouldn't allow it and he is the greatest friend that ever i have had and the queen started to greet he said jack has forgiven you and tomorrow i'm taking you for a journey to the garden oh youth and the queen was so excited that both the king and jack had forgiven her that she started to cry again so she called for one oh her maids jack turned round to the king and he said our majesty I think it's time that i was going to see my old mother well said the king we will be going in the morning anyway but remember jack you're no going without your reward and the queen said to 10 her maids go into my bedchamber and bring me one the finest diamond necklaces that i possess and give it to jack to take back to his mother in token of my gratitude for saving me from 20 days in the dungeon and the king went then and came out with two bags of gold he places them down on the front of the table, and says to Jack, now, Jack, that's for you. That's your reward. And go to my stables. Get the finest horse that you can find. And the finest suit of clothes and anything else you want under the sun, just take it for the asking. And the queen and king bade Jack goodbye. But he says, remember, Jack, if you ever come my way, don't be furt to stop him, because you're my greatest friend. Jack says, if you keep carrying on and getting younger the way you do, I'll probably no recognize ye. You'll recognize me, Jack, he said, because if you don't visit me, I'll come and visit you. And you never can, maybe someday you might take a wee trip to the garden, oh, youth. The next morning Jack packed up, took his two bags, oh, gold, and his diamond necklace, got a fine horse, and rode back to his mother. And when he sat down, he told his mother the same story as I'm telling you. He bought a great big farm with all his gold, and he became a big farmer. And he could still be around to this day because I heard late in the story that Jack and the King paid a visit to the Garden Oh, Youth. And that's the last O of my story. This was brought to you by The Storyteller on YouTube and Facebook. Listen to our podcast on any of these platforms. Anchor. Breaker. Overcast. Pocket Casts